This is the Jewel City Church Podcast, and this time we're doing something a little bit different. We're joining Unite Youth for their eight-week series, New Year, New Habits. So gear up with your Bibles as we set out to develop better disciplines in following the Lord. So the next couple weeks after this, we're going to be talking about studying the Word of God. And so then there will be like applications for each day that week of actually implementing that into your life. And so um, next week we'll do notes and all of that. And so keep coming back um, and the binder will be full by the end. Um, But I love binders. I love notes. I love all of that stuff. But I feel like for me sometimes if I have something to write on, I can better focus on what's being said. And so if you're one of those people... (laughs) I'm your people. If you're not, that's okay too because everybody learns differently. So anyway, getting into it. And we're going to try to go um, a little quick tonight because we're, we're kind of running out of time. But as I said, we're, tonight is going to, and please excuse my voice. I know you've already been listening to it for most of tonight. I am losing it. Um, I was at Passion Conference last week and I do not have a voice anymore. So anyway, um, tonight is an overview. We're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines because, you know, how do we grow in the Lord? What are these things? What does it mean to study the Word? All of these things kind of go in this um, under overcomp in this overarching thing of spiritual disciplines. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Now, what is a spiritual discipline? Well, let's start by defining the word discipline. Can anybody define the word discipline for me, Lorelai? Oh, so you're, you're talking more like punishment discipline. That is a form of discipline, not the discipline that we're talking about. Like if you are a disciplined person, dizzy. Knowing the, right, the difference between right and wrong? Yes, absolutely. How would you define discipline in terms of, and this might be an easier one, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more later, but like in terms of sports, like if you're a disciplined athlete, Hannah, Yeah, so work at something every day, very focused on it. Um, There's like a consistency to it, right? Um, Sophia, did you have anything you wanted to add? Did you want to add anything? Okay, perfect. So exactly, so you're kind of meeting, you have this idea of standards in your head, you're trying to meet them. There's a consistency, uh, you know, you're being consistent, showing up every day. It's really kind of habits in a lot of ways. It's like habits that you incorporate into your everyday life and creating goals and working to meet them. And so when we're looking at spiritual disciplines, what does that mean? And, um, and if you open your books to your notes, sorry, second page. That's just the second page. That's where the notes are. Sorry, I should have told you that first. Um, so spiritual disciplines are biblical practices that one does to grow spiritually in Christ. And so... Um, These biblical practices, well, what does that mean? Um, So they are things that we see people doing in scripture. They are things that we are instructed to do in scripture to cultivate a relationship with God. And a lot of times we can look at the life of Jesus and the way that he lived his life um, and the way that he uh, fostered his relationship with his heavenly father, right? He he prayed, he spent time in solitude. He... um, he studied the, well, it was the Old Testament then, but he studied the word. He did all of these things um, to grow closer in relationship with his heavenly father. And, um, and I think that sometimes, you know, maybe you've heard the term or the terms spiritual disciplines before. Maybe you, maybe you haven't. And, um, but here are some things that 
Because I think sometimes when we think of the word discipline in, in terms of, you know, even talking about like athletic discipline of like, okay, I'm going to be disciplined, I'm going to work out every day, I'm going to do all these things. Um, it can be a very routine, mundane thing, right? Anybody, like when you think of the word discipline, like I don't know if it's like the funnest word in the world. Um, but when we're talking about spiritual disciplines, that there's something exciting about it. And I love that we sang that song, um, This Is Living Now, because it's this idea of, like this is how we're living now. Like we're living for Christ. Our lives are meant to honor him. Our lives are intended to grow closer to him. And so it's kind of this change in thought, this change in how we're living our life. And it's so much more colorful when we live our lives for him and we live our lives spiritually disciplined. But some misconceptions about what this might be, and especially when you think about maybe even discipline in terms of like a boring, mundane thing. So what the spiritual disciplines are not, one is boxes to check. And if you were here in Sunday morning church a couple weeks ago, uh, Christy, Christy, our children's director, she had a lovely message on, you know, we're not just coming to church and doing all the things, like we're not just trying to check boxes, right? It's about having a real relationship with God. Um, and I feel like chores could probably kind of go into the same, the same category, that it's not a chore to spend time with God, that it's not something that, you know, we really have to kick ourselves um, in the behind to do, but it's something, it's about enjoying Jesus. Um, and another thing is it's, these are biblical practices, like practices to things that, that we are doing. Um, they aren't like the fruit of the spirit. They aren't like characteristics of who we are. They are, um, things that we are doing to, um, actually when you look at the flip side of what spiritual disciplines are, um, it's kind of the flip side of like, no, they're not the fruits of the spirit, but they're things that if done right can grow through the work of the spirit. And so, Kylie, if you can go to the next slide. So that second bullet point, things that if done right can grow fruit through the work of the spirit. And what spiritual disciplines are, are they're ways to commune with God um, and foster deeper relationship. Um, I think to, in today's world, it can be really easy. I'm gonna let you guys write that down for a second and then I'll continue talking. Um, I think in today's world, like we see a lot of really superficial relationships, right? Not just with God, but with one another. A lot of times we're communicating through social media platform platforms, through all of these things. Like relationships are just not always super deep. And if you have a deep friendship, like it's truly a blessing and it's a, a fortunate thing to have. Um, but Psalm forty two seven says, "Deep calls unto deep." And so there's something. Um, the Holy Spirit is prompting um, our hearts to deeper, to deeper relationship with the Father, to deeper knowledge of who he is, to deeper, to deeper. Um, he's calling us out deeper and deeper. Um, and even in the first song we sing about Egypt, that he has led us through the deep. And I think in, in that song, it's more so talking about led us through like the trenches and the depths of life, but he's leading us deeper and deeper, that the Spirit um, is moving us deeper into relationship with him. And so with all of that being said, kind of an idea of what spiritual disciplines are and what they are not um, are 
if, I, if there was a key scripture for today, um, it would be from 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. And so this verse says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds the promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so I love this verse. It's a great verse. But the one part of it that I'd really like to point out is it says, rather train yourself for godliness. And so there is this um, idea or this truth in, in training ourselves. And I was talking about you know athletes earlier and how many athletes are in the room? I know there's a lot, a lot. How many musicians in the room? Musicians? How many? I don't have anything else, that's all I got. But for all of those things, whether you're a musician, whether you're a singer, whether you're an athlete, whatever sport you play, you don't just wake up one day and you're good at it, right? It takes time, it takes effort. If you try to go like play a basketball game right now and you haven't ran in like seven years, you're probably not gonna go very far. <laughs> you're probably gonna deplete very quickly. And so there's this sense of building yourself up so that when the game time comes, that you're ready, that you're equipped, that you're filled, that you're ready to go. And um, the interesting thing is that our faith journey is often compared to a race in scripture. And so we look at a bunch of different verses and we see that our faith journey is compared to a race. And so in Hebrews 12, one through three, if you go to the back of your page, you can see the verses there. Um, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself for sinners, so that you may not grow weary in your souls or lose heart. And so um, in that verse two, it says, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. And then in verse three at the end, it says, so that you may not grow weary in your souls or lose heart. Um, and so there's this endurance and perseverance to faith in life. And I know I've told you guys this story before. It was a while ago. But several years ago, I ran a marathon, which if you don't know, is 26.2 miles. And one of my only goals in running this race was to run the whole thing. I was like, I don't want to walk. I don't want to slow down. I just want to run. And so I'd like keep running. And then I'd run through a water station. And then instead of like pausing and like drinking the water and being hydrated, I was just like whipping it back. And like 90% of the water was not like in my body. It was on my face. And so by like mile 18, I was super dehydrated. I was like having muscle cramps and all of this stuff. And um, in that moment, I, and I had to stop and walk, so that was a bummer for me. But in this moment, I realized um, I wasn't fueling myself properly to finish this race to the best of my ability, right? I mean, maybe I had, like, I had prepared some and honestly probably hadn't even prepared enough, like probably hadn't even ran enough beforehand, but I wasn't fueling myself along this race of life. And so our time spent with God, our time spent in devotion to him, that's our fuel to keep us going in this race. That is what keeps us persevering. That is what keeps us enduring because being close to him, um, that's what will bring us the comfort. That's what will bring us the faith. That's what will bring us the peace, the, uh, all the things that we need to get through. 
Um, and then 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, it says, do you not know that in a race for runners, all compete, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we have an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly, nor do I box as though beating the air, but I punish my body and enslave it so that after proclaiming to others, I myself should not be disqualified. And so this is Paul talking to the Corinthians and um, kind of just that, that same imagery again of we're running this race and he's running it to win it. He's running it with all of his might. Um, and, you know, people train on this earth. I trained for a marathon. I got like a little medal at the end and it was just like, hey, you did it. And I'm like, thank you. Um, but we are running for something so much greater, which is eternity with God. And so that is the race that we are running. And um, I, I said I used to run like years ago. That's because I haven't ran recently. And um, recently I've been like really wanting to get back into running because I like running. It's the good thing for me. I enjoy it. Well, we have a love-hate relationship, actually. But I want to start running again. But it's been really, really hard for me because I used to be able to run double-digit numbers of miles. And now I'm like, I can barely run one without like falling on the ground. And so, um, so I feel like I'm starting over. And for a lot of us in our journeys with the Lord, like we love the Lord maybe, and we've given our life to him and all these things. And you want to grow closer, but you don't know where to start. Or like you've tried to start and maybe you've been discouraged in that starting because honestly, like beginnings are oftentimes the scariest thing. Like I think people are like, oh, endings. Like, you know, you think about graduating high school and you're like, oh, the end. And like the end isn't the scary part. It's the new beginning. It's like, what comes next? What comes after this? And so when it comes to, you know, sitting down with the Lord, sometimes, I mean, I don't know if it's really scary, but it's intimidating sometimes. It's like, what do I do? How do I do this? Like, like there's a whole Bible. There's thousands of pages in this book. Like, where do I even begin? And um, uh, um, and Kylie, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go out of order here. But, um, and for you all, I'm also going out of order. That last little saying on your notes, it says, show up, be consistent, and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so it's our job, it's not our job to be perfect, it's not our job to go in this, knowing all the things, knowing exactly how to do everything perfectly, but it's our job, it's our responsibility to show up, to be consistent, to meet with the Lord, to be comfortable being uncomfortable, because it might be uncomfortable at first, like if you, maybe you already have like a solid like devotion life, but there still might be things that we talk about in the upcoming weeks that you're like, hmm, that's a little uncomfy for me. Um, but uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable and allow the Lord to teach you. I love, and we're going to talk about this in a few weeks, but, you know, Jesus is out doing his ministry and he's like praying and the disciples come to him and they're like, they sit at his feet and they're like, Lord, teach us to pray. And if we would just sit at his feet and say, Lord, teach me to whatever, fill in that blank. Teach me to pray. Teach me to study your word. Teach me to spend time with you well. Um, and so the cool thing is that when we show up and when we're faithful, um, that he is also faithful to us. It's our job to, again, show up, but it's what he's going to do is through our faithfulness and through our showing up, he, the Holy Spirit is going to work in and through us to create that change, to foster those fruits of the Spirit, to foster those things out of, um, out of what we're doing. Uh, Thomas Merton, he uh, said, uh, we do not want to be beginners, 
but let us be convinced of the fact that we will never do anything but be beginners all of our life. And so um, just as an encouragement of, we're always beginning at something and even, you know, even if you've been consistently like doing all these disciplines your whole life, like there's still, you're still at the beginning because God has so much more to show you and God has so much more to teach you. Um, and uh, so, uh, Going back up in your notes, sorry, I changed this at the last minute. But spiritual disciplines are not accomplished through our own willpower, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I think sometimes when we look at these things, it's like, oh, I gotta do this, and I gotta like, do it perfectly, and gotta do all these things in my own power. I gotta um, X, Y, and Z. But really, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do these, that we're able to do them well. Um, and that, again, that change is able to happen because Ultimately, what spiritual disciplines do is that they, they make us more Christ-like. And it was really cool because um, uh, when I, you know, talking about like showing up and being comfortable, I have a picture up here, and it's of Riley and Danny from Kids Cove today. So um, we did this example in, in Kids Cove, and it was really funny because I was like, wow, that goes with the message tonight. How cool is that? But so I was actually the person. So originally, you can see there's a, there's a pan on, there's, there's a bunch of cups, and then there's a pan. So I should have brought the cups in the pan because then you could have seen it better. But there's a bunch of cups in a pan. And so these, like on these cups, it was like basically Christy had put on a bunch of like spiritual disciplines of like prayer and getting in the word. And all these other things. And she'd only put a few under me, and she was like, okay, if we only do this, like, if we're not consistent and if we're not showing up, like, it's not gonna hold us up when the hard times come, right? It's not gonna help us to endure as we're going through the race. And so, like, I stepped on it, and like, cups crushed underneath me, and it's like, everything fell apart. But then, once you have, um, once you're consistent, once you're doing this, every day you're doing it, you know, you're faithful to spend time with the Lord, you're faithful in showing up, and, um, that it can hold your body weight. It can hold whatever comes your way. Um, and not only my weight, but it can hold Riley and Danny together. Um, and so it was a really cool, cute example that also really went with tonight of like showing up consistently when you're, you know, communing with the Lord every day, when you're meeting with him every day. Um, he's faithful to, to hold you up. He is faithful. He's always faithful to show up. When we show up, uh, even when we don't show up for him, he is faithful to show up. Um, but again, so the spiritual disciplines not accomplished through our own willpower, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Romans 7, 15, 20 says, and this is Paul speaking. He says, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, and that is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, and the evil is what I do not want to do, I keep on doing. Now if I do what I want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. And so Paul in this verse, um, I don't know if you are, but I feel like that I can really resonate with that in a sense of, um, so many times I do the things I don't want to do. You know, like you might do the thing you don't want to do, or you're not being faithful in the thing that you want to do, but it's not, it's not, it's the Holy Spirit, again, working through us to accomplish what he set out for us to do. Galatians 6, 8 says, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And so um, that's, uh, that's all what I, I have for you today. Um, but the, the goal of this message, again, was just kind of to 
set up what we're going to be talking about for the couple next couple weeks, and also to encourage you guys, um, God is faithful. He always shows up, um, and encourage you guys to show up. And again, I don't have the starting next week. We're going to have you know things for you to do each day, to be in the Word each day, to study it, and to apply the things that we're learning each Sunday night. And um, but even this week, I would ask that you all just spend some time even just preparing your hearts. You're like, well, what does that mean? Oh, I would just encourage you to talk to the Lord and ask the Lord, you know, to prepare your heart for what he has for you this year, what he has for you through this study, what he has for you as you study his word um, and spend time with him and that uh, he would teach you how to do these things. And so with that being said, um, we are not going to do small groups tonight because we're running a little over. And so I'm just going to pray for us. And then if you guys want, um, you guys can take your binders with you and bring them back. If you don't bring them back, you still get the papers and you take them home and put them in your binder. So anyway, that is all. Dear Heavenly Father, God, um, we just thank you for today, God. We just thank you, um, God, for what you... uh, God, for what you have for us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ability to just talk to you, to come to you with all of our needs, our requests, and also just, God, we can come to you and just praise you for you are, God, because you are so worthy of our praise. Lord, I just pray that um, each heart in here, God, that you would just... uh, God, that you would till the soil of their heart. God, that you would prepare them for the things that you have for them. God, that um, they would just, they would grow in them a desire to to know your word, to know you, to know truth, God. You would grow in them a desire to go deeper in relationship with you. And God, that as we um, study each of these things, God, that you would just cultivate um, fruit in their life, fruit that they have never seen, or you would grow fruit that's already already growing and sprouted, God. And Lord, we just, um, God, we thank you that we can lean into your spirit uh, and, uh, and do the things and do do good things, God, because we know that anything good that comes from us, God, is not from us, but it's from you, God. And we just thank you uh, for that, Lord. I just pray for each student as they go, Lord, that this would be a good week um, and that, God, that they would just be able to know and experience your presence this week, God. And we love you and we praise you. Um, be with each student as we go, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 